welcome to I Guess We're Grown Ups Now. I am one of your hosts, Carrie. And I'm Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Hey, how's it going? It's going very well. How are you? Pretty good. I already I, asked you that. I forgot how to count, apparently. I did a countdown, <laughs> and I went from five to three. So, you know, fours are, fours are not cool right now. Right. Four is out. Four is out. Three is the number. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 32, I think, of I Guess I We're Grown Ups so. Now. Uh, today, Brooke and I have decided that our topic is going to be... Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, I will Canada. do my best to represent <laughs> my nation. My knowledge <laughs> is incomplete and flawed, but oh well. Enough uh, disclaimers. That's true of literally everything we talk about on this podcast. I think so, so. We, we, we briefly talked about doing a podcast episode about news, but it seemed too depressing and Canada seemed like a nice, happy thing to talk about. Yeah, we'll kind of do like a graze by of the news by talking about Canada. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like news from the other side, right of, of the border, <laughs> of the border. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, not that the United States is the only place where we have listeners, but um, I guess we're grownups now. Is brought to you by Feed Press. Feed Press is made for bloggers and podcasters. You need an analytics and hosting platform that provides you with the right tools to make your job easier, so that you can get back to doing what you do best: creating stuff. Feedpress is a delightfully intuitive RSS analytics and podcast hosting platform with accurate analytics for RSS feeds and email newsletters. Tap into RSS subscriber geolocation podcast download and link tracking metrics, which come standard on all plans. Sign up today at feed.press slash goodstuff and try Feedpress on a 14-day commitment-free trial today. Use promo code GROWNUPS during checkout to get 10% off your first year. Thank you to goodstuff.fm and Feedpress for hosting I Guess We're Grownups Now. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Canada. Canada. I have lived in Canada my entire life. The whole here. thing. The whole thing. I have visited a few other countries, but other than that, I've been here the whole time. I've seen you in the Americas before, I the have. other the other parts of the Americas. It's true. <laughs> I've been I've to been Germany to... one time. I've uh-huh. been to Mexico and some Caribbean islands. Those those would be the other places I've been. But Canada, <laughs> I guess I know Canada. So it's not so much that I know a lot about Canada. It's that Canada is. Canada is what you know. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's important to just have that distinction. Just sort of like this is i'm also so i should i should speak as an american um from the united states of america and not mexico or canada or anything in south america um i had never been to canada until i was in my early 30s so like maybe a couple years ago and uh, but despite that um i spent a great deal of my formative years around Canadians, because a lot of my friends growing up in Texas were um, Chinese-Canadian expats. So they had, like, maybe their folks had moved from Hong Kong or Taiwan to Canada. They grew up in Canada a bit, and then they moved to uh, Texas after that. Um, Interesting. Which is, like, a somewhat common path of entry, I think, from what I could tell, for, for like, a lot of, uh, especially East Asian immigrants. 
because Canada had better immigration policies, I, I think. But Only slightly better. But because of that, I think that, or maybe it was because of the British connection for Hong Kong, especially. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, so that is to say that uh, my knowledge of Canada was largely secondhand until recently. Um, but yeah. So. And now you are a famous maple chaser. And now, I'm a, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which if you're unfamiliar with that, the term <laughs> indicates term someone recoined. who mostly, who dates a lot of Canadians. Um <laughs> Which I do, which I do, because uh, Portland, where I live in Oregon, is close enough to the border, about five hours away. So enough people come down here or move here or whatever, that the queer community is a little bit um, binational. And uh, because of that, I've I've definitely gone out with a few Canadians. Totally. <laughs> in addition to the fact that I'm not ashamed to go on dates when I'm out of the country and like hanging out with people, so... Right. You sometimes come to Canada to do some dating, too. Yeah, do, do some dating, eat some poutine. <laughs> so to speak. Not not go to a poutine, or not go to a senator's game, you know. <laughs> lots of things. Yes. Um, so we have, we have listeners in the United States and listeners in Canada and maybe other places, but... Yeah. Um, for, for maybe our American listeners, like, do you ever get people who are like, hey... Um, does Canada have states or (laughs) what's the capital of Canada? (laughs) Well, we have a capital, Mm -hmm. but it is kind of embarrassing that nobody would know what it is. So it's Ottawa. We don't have states. We have provinces. Mm -hmm. There are 10 of them and three territories. And uh, the territories, I guess, would be kind of like what Puerto Rico is to the U.S. or like the Virgin Islands, but they're contiguous they're connected to Canada right. they're in the north up around the Arctic um, so yeah we have all those things um, and we don't have a president we have a prime minister and he's not elected he's the leader of the party which gets the most seats in the House of Commons which is like your Senate or your no not like your Senate like your House of Representatives. House of Representatives, thank you. Right, right. So he is elected, but only by his party. And then, yeah. And he's Justin Trudeau, which, like, you have to have been hidden, <laughs> hiding under a rock to not know who Justin Trudeau is because he's dreamy. I think to quote and the news, he's the camp counselor your mom always warned you about. Um, we will totally link. Awkwardly to handsome. Very, very cute. Very Not nearly as good looking as uh, Obama was better looking than him. I'm just going to say, I, in my mind, Obama is still one of the most attractive, not the most attractive leaders we've had. Um, just in general, just like. Yeah, definitely. He's more like in charge of like adult things looking good looking than Justin is. Justin's cute. Yeah, Justin looks like he might hit on you at the mall. Barack yes. Obama looks like, you know, he might. Um, take care of you know you and your kids forever because he's just an amazing man. How did you know that Justin hit on me at the mall? Did he really? Canny. No. No, I was gonna <laughs> say. I was like, you know that time you were at the mall in Saskatoon. He was like, exactly. "Oh, hey there, Carrie." <laughs> I took a pause from running the country for a little while to uh, to say hey. So the other thing that I think that most people don't think about when they think about Canada, and that probably includes most Canadians, is that um, 
it was settled by mostly European colonists over the last couple hundred years. Um, and most of the land that we settled on was like unfairly and under false pretenses or certainly under poorly executed um, treaties that kind of cheated the indigenous people out of all kinds of good things. Like white people promised that we would educate them and give them health care and take care of them and, and uh, consult them on things like how the land was used. And we totally reneged on literally all of those the also probably promises. didn't probably didn't promise them that you're going to murder a bunch of them either, but that definitely happened. <laughs> oh, that definitely happened. We definitely, I mean, and the "we will educate your children" turned into um, "we will rip your children away from you and your communities right. when they're five, take them hundreds and hundreds of miles away, teach them to speak English, forbid them from speaking their native language, um, and horribly abuse them." Um, right, right. And so even if they don't die along the way, like they are not the people that they would have become had we not made you this promise. So, yeah, we've treated our indigenous population really badly. Um, it's embarrassing. And I think as a as a as a person from the United States, um, I hear my Canadian friends talk a lot more about indigenous folks uh, usually when I'm at a literary reading or whatever else, my friends will start off by by commenting on the fact that this is taking place on stolen land um, and then like talk about the people who rightfully own the land. And uh, it doesn't happen in America as, or in, uh, in the United States as much. Like it, it's very unfortunate because we slaughtered millions and millions of indigenous folks in our country as well, um, I guess on their land, but eventually in, in the place we turned into our country, quote unquote. And and the history of indigenous folks in America is like of repression and disappearance and sort of keeping them out of the conversation even. Um, but I'm always glad to see that folks in Canada uh, are able to talk about it. Although, yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> It's it's all the awful nightmare, I think. Yeah, um, and I am no authority on it, and I um, I feel like my job as someone who has a platform on this podcast or whatever it is, um, <laughs> like probably the best I can do if you want to know more or if you've never heard about the horrible way Canada treated Indigenous people um, – would be to research um, residential schools yeah. and the Truth and Reconciliation Project and missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Um, even if you just yeah. do hashtag MIWG, uh, you will find information about the horrors we wrought upon the wonderful people who were just living here for thousands and thousands of years before we arrived and then just completely ran them over. Um, but yeah, definitely educate yourself if you don't know what any of those things are or how horrible they are. And I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, a lot of people in the U S, uh, don't think of, 
um, especially when they're like, oh, Canada, like what a great place. I could go there and escape from 45. Like I can, I can like cross the border and not have to deal with America anymore. Um, And it's just not really like that. I think even like last week I saw a quote from Drake where he was talking about Drake, famous Canadian who was on Degrassi. Um, Sorry. Degrassi next generation. I think he was on. He was on the second one. Um, Like, he was able to all at once make a whole bunch of people mad because he was talking about how like, you know, racism didn't really exist in Canada and how, you know, um, he knows yeah. better than that. But he, he made it sound like that was not the case. I don't know where the quote is. You can see me find it for the show notes, but, but I think it's one of those things where people will look at places like Canada or Sweden and imagine that it's a, you know, liberal utopia where like everyone's okay. And like people are treated fairly and that, and it's really not the case. Like, I think that especially when, when Harper was in charge, um, you guys were a lot closer to us than I think people are really comfortable with. And even still like in places like Saskatchewan or Saskatchewan and Alberta, um, there's still a lot of like <laughs> conservative oh, well, government, for right? Example, the, and the provincial and the federal government even just okayed the pipelines. Like the pipelines are going to happen and those yeah. cross um, native land, even yep. like reserve land. And it's going to end up, completely polluting water mm-hmm. that people rely on and it's the native people they're the only ones who are standing up to object to it and the rest of us just sort of stir around with our thumbs in our asses and yeah and meanwhile they're doing the hard work to protect the land that that they like are sharing with us and right oh it's embarrassing sort of like the dakota access pipeline but but like yeah it sounds like less support from people locally well the dakota access pipeline will go through Canada. Like that, oh, okay. It's a pipeline that leads up to the Canadian oil field. Um, so, yeah. It's the same one. Okay. The same one. God. Um, yeah. And missing and murdered indigenous women is a plight that continues today. They're constantly uh, indigenous women going missing off the street. Cops will say, oh, like, has she run away before and she lives a high-risk lifestyle and not investigate. And there's, like, women getting kidnapped and murdered and trafficked and yeah, and the cops don't care. It's wild. Because and it, the cops are, like, insanely prejudiced against them by their upbringing. Right. I also have a lot of friends in Canada who have, have done or do sex work. And, mm-hmm. and province to province, the attitudes towards it seem pretty different, but... Um, so my friends who are in Toronto or Vancouver have like talked to me about like sort of a strange, um, I guess in some parts they adopted like a, um, the Nordic model, which, which prosecutes or like criminalizes the the person buying the services, the John mm-hmm. versus the sex worker, but still ends up hurting the sex worker because they have to use um, gray or black market like means of, of like advertising or setting up work so that they don't lose their clients because like they can't make money if their clients get arrested and it pretends that like all sex workers are people who are being trafficked or people being um in some way abused or exploited when that's not the case and like yeah so i I think the the long long story short is like we 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 can definitely both vouch for the fact that canada has quite a few problems it is not maybe the utopia that that you've thought of um as a place to flee from the horrors of the united states and it turns out like a lot of the trade deals and a lot of the things and multinational corporations 
um, cross the border as well. So um, there were Canadians on the Panama Papers. No way. Yeah. yeah. And like, and as much as it seemed like Trudeau did not want to shake hands with Donald Trump, they did still (laughs) shake hands. Um, Totally did. On the flip side, like, what are some dope things about Canada that people might not know? Like, what's some exciting stuff that... Well, here's the thing. Um, I cannot say enough good things about socialized medicine. Like, I mean, we have a flawed system. It's not perfect. But No dental, no vision. No dental, no vision. No therapy. For for Uh, medical care. Correct. Therapy is not covered. Um, what is else is not covered? Your IIUD is not covered. <laughs> Did I just yeah. say IIUD? <laughs> IIUD. It's the inter your uh, inter inter uterine. It's it's the even IUD for your IUD. It's IUD is all the way down or up. <laughs> Sometimes you have two full of two like sets of uh, fallopian tubes, and you just have hey, to. Like... I know somebody who has two uteruses. Anyway. Uh, that's, a side. that's a completely other story. And it's not my story to tell. Totally. Really. Only she Word. should tell that story. But um, uh, IUD is also not covered. Um, and there's issues with like waiting lists and stuff like that. But let me tell you, I've had two cesarean sections, two broken arms. My husband's had erect knee and shoulder surgery three times. My yeah. one daughter has a peanut allergy. Like, these are enough things to put your average human being like in the poor house. And we paid for almost nothing. Like that's amazing. A few hundred dollars out of pocket for all of that stuff combined. Like it's pretty good. How Um, much is college? Oh, I don't know. I don't actually know. Ask me in a couple of years when I've got to keep going. I thought it's the trick is like a lot of college is also free. It's also state state paid. No, 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 we don't have nope. state colleges. No. Well, see, you're disabusing me of that knowledge <laughs> or that, those, that information that I had. <laughs> that That's was right. false. <laughs> no, that, that we do not have. Okay. Um, but, and it's not a bad idea, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty socialist at heart really, but, uh, um, but I get a little, like, I'm, I mean, we don't have it, so I'm less like, it's awesome. Right. Which is pretty much how everybody seems to act once they get socialized services. But, but I love socialized medicine. It, like the healthcare system. Whew. Yay. And forget the secondary <laughs> stuff. Like just, it's just so easy. If you make a doctor's appointment, you walk in, you get your help, you walk out. It hasn't cost you a a penny out of pocket like yeah you maybe you've paid for parking whereas here there's even like you know i've had situations where even with pretty good health care i owed thousands of dollars when i had my hand surgery or, or or things like that and it's 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 scary and i have a lot of friends who are poorer here in america that, yeah. that like when they are trying to sort out like hey how do i how how can i afford to go to get this taken care of. Like I have an infection and I can't quite pay for it. And so like, right. will I be able to like get that treated before it actually kills me? Um, right. So then or, it gets worse. So you're not or, doing preventative healthcare either. Right. Or am I going to be in a situation where I'm like, well, I got that taken care of, but now I can't afford anything. Like now I'm right. like, in, in, like you said, in the poorhouse. It's, excuse me. It's really, really, it's really scary. And I, I think that like, 
the idea of like how much more art could be created, how many more people could be like yes. um, doing things like working as a teacher or whatever else, if they had that kind of healthcare where they didn't have to just like constantly think like, well, <laughs> can't, they would be amazing. Yeah. Another good thing I have to say about Canada is we have pretty good uh, parental benefits. Uh-huh. Um, so should you choose to have children, as we've previously discussed, right. um, you're, um, there's, so there's, let me see if I can get this right, something like 19 weeks of maternity leave. So for the person whose body has gone through uh, the physical uh, act of creating and then expelling into the world another human being, uh-huh. uh, there's ni- 19 weeks of um, leave. And then on top of that, there's enough to add up to 50 weeks of parental leave. So wow. you can split that between the two parents or two parents. I'm making assumptions here. If there are two parents involved, you can split them up. Uh, but but so for a total of 50 weeks of leave, at which point your employer is required to give you back a job that is equivalent to the one that you left. Um, equivalent. So, See, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, now, there are often we don't have enough time to go into like the risks you take <laughs> when you take a year off your job. But, um, but, but yeah, the law is there to protect you. And, and it makes for one of the great things about long leaves is that employers will actually go out and get a temporary fill in for you. So it's uh-huh. not as much of a, a burden on the coworkers you're sort of leaving behind. Um, if you're just gone for three months, your employer probably isn't going to backfill you. Um, but if you're gone for a year, they almost always do. And, and, uh, yeah, it's a little bit easier on at least larger workplaces, well, and smaller workplaces too. But yeah, yeah, I took advantage of the full mat leave both times and yeah, it was a good, it was nice to be able to spend time getting to know my kid, letting my brain and my body get back to a little bit of normal. Cause it's hard on you to go through sleep deprivation and hormone fluctuations like that. Wait, no um, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, way. Right? And it's like, uh, it just, it's one of those things too that's just like, it's so ludicrous that it doesn't just exist for everyone because it seems like such a no brainer. Like, hey, if you have people who are fully trained in their workforce and like you actually care about the healthcare and the health and well being of children, then like let the parents take care of them and bring them back where they can still do an amazing job. Like, right. it's going to take that new person almost as long as that person's paternity leave to catch up to like what they were at. It's just like, uh, it's frustrating. Um, you guys also are known for uh, things like having the Mounties, who are um, cops, and all cops are bastards, but they wear red shirts, and sometimes they ride mooses. They don't actually ride mooses. No, um, but they ride horses. They ride horses. They have, so the like, RCMP, odd pants. <laughs> um, the RCMP is a very noble institution. Um very symbolic of Canada. Yes. The, the red surges are beautiful to look at. They're very iconic. The horses are amazing. Um, they do a musical ride thing. Have you seen this where the like horseback riding, it's sort of like a choreographed mid, like 30 horses in in all doing this choreographed ride (laughs) to music. Yeah. Look up the musical ride. Um, and yeah, that said, it's a massive institution that was 
it uh, created to clear the prairies of the indigenous people living here and to protect the mining and railroad interests of the people who were colonizing and basically extracting the resources from the ground. Um, so it was a security force for colonizers. Let's not oh, kill ourselves. <laughs> There's so much internal sexism and racism within the Canadian uh, RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So they have their issues. Um, I don't know if they're making progress or they're just not quite as horrible as they were back in the day. But I don't know. There's still lots of issues. But they are a lovely Canadian thing. But they're like a national police force. We do have local police forces as well. Like larger cities will have um, local like municipal police, police and whatever. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We're really definitely like. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're definitely ragging on Canada, but Canada's also kind of a cool place. One thing I noticed when I was in Vancouver that I really loved um, is that you have blinky green lights there. Well, you, not you. Uh, the people of British Columbia have blinky lights. Um, which indicates the light could change for a pedestrian. So yes. well, it's like, it it's like, it's, it's green, but it might stop at some point in time. And doesn't you guys have blinky lights that don't mean the same like, thing. And right. Like oh. it's actually what you've noticed is a usability problem with Canada. Like in other <laughs> places, a blinking green is uh, an advanced left turn lane. It's or left turn signal. So oh if God. you get like where I live, if you get a blinking green, it means you have your direction completely has right of way. You can go straight through, or you can turn left or right. Everybody else has reds. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> so, yeah. if you ever are in Saskatchewan and you go to British Columbia, be careful. Exactly. Like it's not a good idea to just try to turn. You will you will hit a pedestrian or someone else. <laughs> or um, a car. I feel like when I was in Vancouver, even coming from uh, Portland, it just seemed like sort of a sort of a, a nicer, um, more more chill Portland. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, people were not as like mm, not as talkative friendly, but like yeah. seemed more genuinely friendly. Like, hey, I'm a I'm glad you're here, but like I'm not going to just say hi every single time I see someone. Right. Which sometimes happens here. No one was like thanking the bus drivers as they got off the bus, which is really an annoying thing that people do in Portland. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and like uh, between that and like changing my entire car over to using kilometers so that I could like uh. not be completely confused by all the kilometer signs, it was it was pretty good. Um, I actually I think we talked about this before, but I got the Nexus Pass so I could go back and forth oh, more yeah. easily, um, yeah. which has been really awesome. Uh, don't want to get into the politics of like capitulating to the state apparatus for security, but um, I paid some money and got an interview and now I can go to Canada easily and I get TSA pre, but uh, that means that going across the border is now just like showing them an ID card, which is kind of nice because when I go across the border as like a queer trans woman and like most of my friends in Canada, I know through the internet when they're like, well, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm going to see friends. And they're like, how do you know the friends? And I say Twitter I got some really weird looks, so now I can avoid the looks, because, nice. like, I think I eventually was just like, I'm a lesbian, and they were like, what? And I was like, we talk online. I don't know, man. What do you want me to say? And they were like, do you have guns? I was like, no, I don't have any guns. <laughs> Turns out we don't all have guns in America. 
Uh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so I, I, I recommend if you have never been, go, um, hang yes, out. Yes, we're lovely. It's a lot of great stuff. Things are measured in grams. No. When you, when you buy, like, that's meat. That's false. Huh? We don't measure things in grams. For, for me, Unless I went you're to a, a scientist. I went to a butcher shop where they measured the meat in grams. Oh, yeah, I suppose maybe a butcher shop would. So it, it's about 500 grams to a pound. So yeah, I was buying salami to... for a wedding and I was like, I don't know how many grams I should buy. Probably a lot. So. <laughs> it's many hundreds. Also, yes. if you invite me to your wedding in Canada, I'll bring you salami. So, you know, nice. That's, I that's, think that's uh, an open offer. I'm going to write this down for my next <laughs> wedding. Or, or one day when your daughters are old enough to get married and I'm still around as like an old lady and we're on podcast episode 3000 or something and... I show up with Slummy to Saskatchewan. It'd be like, as um, expected, as promised in episode 32. As promised in episode 32. Uh, yeah, I would say, like, my experiences of going there as an American have been pretty positive, but um, investigating, like, citizenship and things like that were um, similarly, like, eye-opening, just because I think there's an entitlement that a lot of America, uh, like, people from the U.S. Um, have, that like of yeah. course we could just go to other countries and live there like that's just like you know we're we're like the god's gift to the world so we can just show up and people are like welcome american but the truth is like canada has a complex and challenging uh immigration system just like other yeah. countries and like state sovereignty and as much as i think borders are silly and state and country um distinctions are like unnecessary well they exist so Getting into Canada, there's, like, a tool you can use to, like, figure out what number you get. There's, like, a number calculation of, like, different aspects of your life. And if they add up to a certain number, you could apply for a, apply for a green card oh. or a visa or something. And if they don't, yeah. you can't. And so it's things like being gainfully employed. You get points for being married to someone who's Canadian. You get points for, like, a lot of different things. And I think they, like, take off points for other factors. But um, it's... You know, if it is something you're ever seriously considering, for whatever reason, you know, uh, only a little bit of judgment. Um, there's a web, there's a website you can look into for it. But, yeah. but I have a lot of friends who are coming the other way too, where, you know, they've married an American and they're they're moving down here because for better or for worse, with as bad as the United States is often, um, there's a ton of work opportunities down here and a lot of companies. Um, are paying pretty well, and the U.S. dollar is a lot stronger yeah. than the Canadian dollar. So it's yeah. like even you—you you work for an American company, and it's yep. it's a hard problem. Um, one of my right. friends right and now is winning. There's a lot of awesome Americans out there. Who right. do we like? At least a few of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Do you uh, do you know this? Maybe I don't know if you know this or not. But um, when people from the United States, uh, especially uh, more liberal or leftist people. Uh, travel outside the country, they will often pretend to be Canadian. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's a to really common better. thing to get yeah. treated better or not have to have difficult conversations or like, you know, when you're traveling, when there's a president like 45 yeah. or one of the Bushes, um, it's just, uh, it's a lot to get into every time. <laughs> yeah. So I've yeah, definitely I have heard that participated before. in this a little bit. I don't outright awesome. deny it, but I, I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. it's, it's the way to do it do you do you ever pretend to be american when you travel just to like rile people up to be american 
I think when I travel, people assume I'm American until I open my mouth and start saying my round vowels. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I no, I don't. I, I would never pretend I was American, I don't think. <laughs> Unless I'm, like, in the States and, like, there's a, a cop or something like that. I really don't want to deal. I, I have zero rights when I'm down there, so it's not quite yeah. true, but... I just want to be like, blend in, blend in. It's scarier. Did you have fears when you were coming across the border this last time? Completely. I was so, I mean, it was a lot of anxiety. It went fine this yeah. this time. It did go fine for me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm pretty, I like going into Portland for work. Yeah. It's important to me. Um, I realize I don't have as much riding on getting into the U S as a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was pretty worked up about it and I didn't want to have my phone searched cause there's right. personal stuff on there and there's talk chats with other people that I don't right. want CBE looking at. So yeah. I think there's, um, like your company has immigration lawyers, which is good. Uh, I've yeah. talked to some people who I know who, um, have immigration lawyers set up for that kind of thing. And like, I, I don't know, I'm about to go to Japan again. And even as an American citizen, I'm like, what, what rights do I sacrifice trying to come back into my own country? Yeah. Um, and how much would I, you know, is it worth it to erase my phone and just have like minimal stuff on there and then like restore it when I get back? Or, you know, yeah, exactly. In what ways can you like kind of find a balance? It would be nice if we just had rights again, but um, that seems to go not not be a thing so uh yeah but it's also made me consider like you know I used to be much more interested in like going back and forth to Canada and now I'm like oh that might actually be more of a hassle at this point yeah um but I'll I'll report back on how it goes coming back and because when I came back from Japan this last time it was the day before the inauguration so I was like oh I get to like leave and come back to Obama's America and now <laughs> I'll be leaving and coming back to uh 45's America and um and I am a white like relatively well-off uh person who yep. is still trans and queer but not always directly visible in those ways because my documentation is lucky to match up but nice it's some fear it's some fear uh totally. my my long-term goal is that I will just uh uh you know we all I think the most natural thing in the world is for Americans to just marry a Canadian have an escape <laughs> I'm kidding okay <laughs> <laughs> I have two daughters. There's dating They're websites. Very young. <laughs> yeah, we can we can unite the families in the next generation. Your daughters can marry my my daughters, and we can <laughs> create the the podcast royalty. We can pass down the uh <laughs> to the next generation. I guess we're grown ups children now. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just like we'll have to apologize to the kids. Like, hey, we're really sorry, but you have to do this. It's just like uh, right. it goes with the territory. Marrying for love is over, children. You know, right. marry for... The Halstead, the Halstead Shelley Empire. Yeah. <laughs> Should we uh, wrap this up there, Brooke? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess long long story short, uh, Canada is a cool place, but also has a whole lot of problems, just like everywhere else. But hopefully now you know a little bit more about the unique and rich history of Canada. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you links. We'll give you links. There's links. We'll give you links. Uh, yeah. So uh, the podcast, if you found us randomly, is at goodstuff.fm slash grownups. 
Uh, we're also on Twitter at grownups underscore FM. My Twitter handle personally is at K-A-Y-A-Y-A-R-A-I. Brooke is... At uh, B-R-O-O-K-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, which is my full name. Nice. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Stay safe out there. And uh, yeah, don't forget to take care of yourself. <laughs>